Welcome to the Nonprofit Growth Show, presented by Nonprofit Megaphone, the podcast where we highlight nonprofit leaders in the trenches who share the strategies and tactics they use to grow their organizations and make a difference each day. As we like to say, if you want to be discouraged by a general sense of decay, read the news. But if you want to be inspired by concrete stories of growth, talk to a nonprofit. Here's to the modern day superheroes, the nonprofit leaders. Let's dive in. Hey, everyone. We're here with Lauren Swern. She's the Director of Development at the New Jersey Highlands Coalition. Lauren, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. We are really excited for this discussion. And as is our custom here, we are going to jump right into the action. I'd love to hear if there's a story you could tell us of an exciting or dramatic or climactic moment that has happened at some point in your development career. Ooh, it seems like every day is one of those, those moments. <laughs> uh, it, it's, you know, the time when I, I had worked at an animal welfare association and we go and we chat with uh, people who were, were longtime donors. And the fun part was, is they would often uh, want to see a puppy. And so the, the excitement of a puppy coming to their house as we chatted was always a fun one. Um, they were a major donor, so you always knew it was going to be a good time. Uh, others here have been the ability to help out it with other groups. We're a, a coalition of many uh, organizations, over 100. And so we've had the ability to provide small grants. They're usually around $5,000. And they've made an amplification of, of amazing impact. And so that's always been an, an outstanding opportunity, too. I love it. That is so cool. And I very much agree with the sentiment that sometimes it seems like every day is a highly dramatic day. Um, I would love to fast or excuse me to rewind a little bit in time. Could you tell us sort of the unfolding journey of how you got to the place that you are uh, today? Sure. I volunteered. <laughs> I volunteered at an animal shelter, uh, helping out with, with events and walking dogs and cuddling cats. Uh, I, I served on some committees. And uh, next thing I know, I was called and asked if I'd like to take over a development role, uh, to which I said, it sounds like it would be wonderful. However, you know, I don't think I've, I'm very good at uh, at fundraising, I've never done it. So uh, I was told, don't worry, it's just going to be some newsletters and, and some mailings. And no worries. It's something you're, you're quite uh, familiar with. Uh, well, that, that uh, discussion basically said we'll be on for three months. And next thing you know, it was three years. And I, I immediately turned to Association for Fundraising Professionals and trying to understand how the industry worked and all of the wonderful resources that are available, available and submerge myself in understanding the industry. <laughs> Really, really cool. I love that. Three months into now, three plus years. Is there a story that you could share about your organization that sort of crystallizes for you the difference that the New Jersey Highlands Coalition is making in the world? Ooh, being the only organization that does what we do, protecting, enhancing, and um, sustaining the New Jersey Highlands is a huge impact. Uh, also, the idea of working as a true coalition together with other organizations, uh, as we all get together, uh, we have policy committees and, and various other committees and share our ideas. The, the great thing about being a part of a coalition is having all those additional groups come together 
So when we talk about what kind of collaborations do you have, we are a collaboration <laughs> of groups. It's, it's a lot of fun to work with a variety of different people, skill sets, and resources. Is there a tactic that you could share that has been particularly helpful for you in your fundraising work that you think other people might benefit from experimenting with in their own context? Listening, listening to donors, listening to um, trends, listening to other fundraisers, and then testing, seeing what what uh, what works and what doesn't, reflecting on those experiences, looking at the reporting and the analysis, uh, and then from there figuring out what the needs are, uh, whether needs for both your organization and the community, as well as the needs going forward, and how you can uh, embark on other other ideas and fundraising. Absolutely. I love the call out to experimentation because it's just so, you learn something every time. It's so valuable. Have there been experiments that you guys have tried that have been very, very successful unexpectedly or very, very unsuccessful unexpectedly? Right now is a great time for us. Uh, we're an advocacy organization, advocacy policy and environmental. And so right now that's on top of minds of a lot of people. However, if you asked me that six years ago, wasn't so much. Did a direct mail piece where we had um, the governor on the cover and it, it was a uh, poor, t- poor timing. Definitely. Had that been uh, a year or even six months later, it probably would have had a higher return. So timing. <laughs> and sometimes you take those risks and you, you realize, okay, you know what, we could have hold on to the piece, I guess, but <laughs> we took a risk and, and it, mind, it, mind you, it did do well. It just, it could have done so much better. Sure. Sure. Okay. Fascinating. Um, zooming out a little bit and looking at the macro, for an organization like yours, where do most of the new donors come from? Are they learning about you on the internet? Are they having friends mention it to them? Or is it through partner organizations that you work with? How does that typically shake out? Oftentimes, it's peer-to-peer. It's a lot of board members talking to other board members. We have a large board. There's about 22 people on it. And that also helps with making committees and whatnot. So that, that their word of mouth definitely is very impactful. The other aspect is our member, our coalition member organizations. They definitely have a voice. Uh, there are 88 municipalities in the Highlands, and there are many groups that support those different areas. They, as a collective, definitely are a, a driving force for us for, for getting the message out. Brilliant. Um, we can now jump into one of the very entertaining portions of our discussion, which is the mock debate, where we will choose a topic. And our topic for today is should everyone be donor centric? Should that just be all organizations should do that? And that that is it. Um, would you like to take the pro side of yes, they should or the con side of maybe they shouldn't always? Sure. Uh, you know, I think as a, an industry, many of us have to look, especially from a small um, organizational standpoint, getting off the starvation model. Um, annual fund is awesome. It is definitely the backbone. However, there's there's four legs to this table. And we really have to start thinking um, about what it, what it takes to get to the major gift if you're not right, quite there, or you're just kind of in a quote rut for that, um, as well as plan giving and capital campaigns. And a lot of that is going to help you if you're donor-centric. Really listening to donors, uh, talking to them in a way that will engage them. And it's not about the mission. It's about the donor and the donor's beliefs and values. 
Interesting. So now I'll attempt to counter argument against that and we'll see, we'll see what I can put together. Um, wouldn't you agree that it could potentially be taken too far and that um, we're so donor centric that we basically just become mirrors to donors and, you know, whatever they want, that's what we become for them. And, um, and maybe there's an opportunity that's being missed there to, um, challenge donors in some cases, um, in terms of the way that they can be even more helpful to the organization or to the impact that they themselves want to, um, to make in the world. And maybe does something like that, um, does that level the playing field in a way where now the nonprofit, um, is more than just a supplicant, but is sort of a partner for the donor's mission and vision themselves, um, that can be in some cases even more valuable. What would, how would you argue against that? So there's some outstanding resources, and this is something that the coalition is currently looking at, at at revising and and really updating in refreshed eyes. And that's our uh, case for support, as well as our branding positioning and our gift giving policy. All of those are going to be a, a driver for your donors. Um, so that you can have a conversation with them and tell them your vision too, what direction you're going to be going with the organization so they can, should we both have the same interests, <laughs> be aligned, uh, we could be on, the, on the, the, the journey together. And so I think that that's a big part of connecting with the donor and ensuring that together we can see, see this vision through. I love it. That's really helpful. That's a great perspective. That was very fun, as always. We can jump now into some rapid-fire questions. If you could describe yourself, Lauren, in one word, what would you say and why? Connector. I like to uh, to take information, skill sets, and help others so that they can do whatever their, their passion is. That's beautiful. Um, is there an exciting shift that you're seeing taking place in the nonprofit world today that you think is actually really encouraging and positive? Ooh, lots of people talking. I, I love that. Uh, I'm also seeing an increased amount of people being interested in the CFRE. I um, oversee the CFRE virtual study group, and there's over 200 people. And as a profession, I think we're really we're making headway in in terms of being recognized as an industry that really makes a, a, a great career choice. Absolutely. That is a great um, thing to call out. Um, one of the things that is fascinating to me, and I think fascinating to a lot of people, are the communities of practice and networks that help folks in the development world continue to be inspired and learn from each other and invest in each other. Are there people or organizations that you kind of want to give a shout out to for the role that they've played in your development thus far? Boy, so many. Um, <laughs> I also am an uh, adjunct instructor at County College of Morris teaching the nonprofit certi- certificate programs. And everybody who's ever sat on a panel, and there's over 100 people uh, who, and, and I have to make a big shout out to Dawn Neal uh, at, uh, uh, helping me out, who helped me start this, uh, critiquing so many people's LOIs and, and uh, narrative sections of the proposal, um, as well as the there's so many. <laughs> um, John Cardo, uh, Lori Litt, uh, Pam Palumbo. Uh, oh, I, I can go on and on. There's just so many names. I, I truly thank you and for helping me build the program. We're now in eight years and it continues to be strong. 
account, truly to main account for me as well. Um, certainly. Are there things that you understand now that you maybe didn't appreciate or didn't, um, uh, respect to the same degree uh, that you did 10 years ago? Uh, I, I often thought my, my time, <laughs> it's always valuable. Uh, now I feel like I really have to uh, figure out what's going to be best, what to work on. Things take, take more time in general. Um, we, 10 years ago, I wasn't making Facebook live videos. <laughs> and so <laughs> figuring out how to in, incorporate that into whether it's a marketing plan or, or other kinds of um, public relations aspects have really uh, been challenging in some aspects. And, and the other end of it, it's been fun. Absolutely. No, that's very fair. It does seem like, yes, the new technology enables a lot of new things. And it also enables a lot of new things that need to be done. Um, and so here we are. Um, thank you, Lauren. This is so fun. And I love just your beautifully concise answers to all of our little questions here. Are there places that people should look online if they want to learn more about you or if they want to learn more about the coalition? Sure. It's uh, uh, NewJerseyHighlandsCoalition.org. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Lauren. I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Nonprofit Growth Show presented by Nonprofit Megaphone. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with a friend or giving us a rating or review on your favorite podcast network. We appreciate your support. Until next time.